You are listening to The Best in Wealth Podcast, episode number 75. This is The Best in Wealth Podcast, a show for successful family stewards who want real answers about wealth and investing so we can feel secure about our family's future. At The Best in Wealth Podcast, we think differently about wealth and investing. You should too. Hello, everyone. My name is Scott Wellens, and I'm your host of the Best in Wealth Podcast. This is a show dedicated to helping real people, that is you, my friend, build real wealth so together we can take family stewardship to the next level. I am a certified financial planner, an educator, a wealth advisor, and I make mistakes sometimes. One of my big mistakes is that I don't And I know I brought this out before, but I don't get ahead of the game when it comes to these podcast episodes. Usually, I post these the same day that I record them instead of having two or three of them in the bucket. So if I get sick or get too busy, I can post one anyway. But no, 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 not me. Last week, I was going to do this show, but you didn't want me to do it. You did not want me to do this show. I experienced like this 30-hour period where I could not stop sneezing. I was so stuffed up. So if you listen to this, this podcast through your headphones or at the gym or in the car or at your house, I'd have been sneezing all over you. And I think that's the last thing you and I both want. So I'm picking it back up this week with episode number 75. And thank you so much for tuning in. This week, my daughter, Eva, my first grader, had her spring concert at her elementary school. And the concert took place at two in the afternoon. And I was there. But let me tell you, a few years ago, I probably wouldn't have gone. I probably would have thought, well, that's in the middle of the workday. My wife can make it. Eva's not going to care that much anyway. And I probably would not have been there. If it would have been the evening, sure, I'd have been there. But it's the middle of the workday. I was too busy to go. And I'm not here to make you feel guilty if you can't get away from work, if, if your kid has something going on at school. But I was sitting there at the concert thinking, how many more of these am I actually going to be able to go to? And when I saw my little Eva just glow with a smile when she saw me and my wife, it was just priceless. It was real wealth. It was me building wealth in my family cornerstone because family to me is one of the most important things next to my spirituality. So, That did happen this week. The other thing that's going on is my mom and dad have been gone in Florida and Arizona since January, since they're retired now, and get the heck out of Dodge for the winter since we live in Wisconsin. And they're just driving back this weekend. And last week, or not last weekend, but last year when they drove back and they came to Milwaukee, they're from Green Bay, but driving through, they came to Milwaukee for the weekend. It snowed like crazy the next day. They were in Arizona, fun in the sun for a few months, and now a snowstorm. I kind of thought that was cool. And this year, they're driving back, and in Milwaukee, it's going to be a nice weekend. 50s today, 60s tomorrow, maybe even 70s coming Sunday or Monday. 
That's some serious nice weather for around here. But I'm going to tell you, deep down inside, I was thinking to myself, man, I wish that my parents would be greeted with another snowstorm. But you know what? I'll take the nice weather. Let's get to the topic of the day. It is that time. First quarter 2017 stock market review. That's what we're going to go over today. How many of you have looked at your or gotten your your 401k statements or your IRA statements? Maybe some of you have and some of you are still waiting, but we're going to go over the first quarter and how the stock market performed, not only in the United States, but in other countries and not only the overall stock market, but how small cap and growth and value and large cap and all that stuff did and how it should be compared. But I do need to give you a disclaimer. First of all, you can get access to my first quarter quarterly market review by going to bestandwealth.com slash 75. And there you will find episode number 75 and a place to click for this report. Because this report's going to contain all the fine print, which says these are only the indexes and how the indexes perform. These are not actual mutual funds. We cannot invest in these indexes that I'm about to give you. You can invest in a mutual fund that tries to mimic these indexes. But what I'm giving you are just the benchmark of the overall stock market or stock markets around the world. So let's start with just overall, how did the U.S. stock market do? And the average quarterly returns, if I go back a bunch of years, is about 2%. I mean, that's the expectation for the quarter. But the U.S. stock market this year returned 5.74%. Not too shabby at all. The international developed stocks, even better, 6.81%. And how about emerging market stocks? Way better, 11.44%. Looking at global real estate for first quarter 2017, real estate averaged 2.7% if you go back a whole bunch of years, but this particular quarter, 1.44%. The U.S. bond market up almost 1%. And the global bond market, which is all bonds minus the U.S. was actually down a little bit. So what happened in this last quarter, the the news reports that came out that might have been part of the driver of the stock market returns? Well, early in January, U.S. auto sales set an annual record. We also found out in January that housing starts jumped a whole bunch in December having its best year since 2007. And a little bit later on in January, the Dow closed above 20,000 for the first time ever. Of course, Donald Trump was sworn in as president. Then February, some other news came in, like world trade flows grew at its slowest pace since the financial crisis. And right at the end of February, the Fed, they raised interest rates, so they remain on track to keep tightening. 
But then what happened in March? So we saw in January that the Dow closed above 20,000. Well, in March, the Dow suffered its longest losing streak since 2011. Many, many, many days in a row of negative returns. And then right at the end of the March, Britain sets the historic Brexit process in motion. A lot of things happening this quarter, but there's a lot of things happening every quarter. And the lesson learned is let's not make some emotional decision on some newspaper article that we read of stuff happening in the short term. So now let's just concentrate for a little bit here on U.S. stocks, then we'll concentrate on international and emerging. Okay, U.S. stocks, we've already seen market-wide 5.74%. But when we break it down a little bit, what was the asset class that did the best this quarter? It was large growth, 8.91%, followed by large cap, 6%. And then further down the train, large value, 3.27%, small cap, 2.47%, and small value, actually negative, negative point one three percent some might look at this and say what's going on here what happened to our our small cap premium and our value premium well if you listen to this podcast you know that science favors tilting your portfolio a little bit towards small and a little bit towards value since in the long run these asset classes do better however that doesn't mean we're going to get a premium or a little bit extra return every quarter. Heck, we're not going to get it every year. We may not get it every five-year period. We just know that if we are disciplined investors, that we need to be tilted in these areas and be ready for this higher expected return in the future. Of course, no guarantees, but looking at it scientifically, it's the way we make up portfolios that will tilt ourselves as a family steward to give ourselves the best chance for success. It just didn't happen this quarter. Value underperformed growth and small underperformed large. But heck, you look at last year and the small U.S. stocks returned Gosh, I can't remember exactly, but around 30%. This is just a little pullback from from last year is, is all I can guess. But who knows? This quarter, anything could happen. Small caps could end up returning a whole bunch. The fourth quarter of 2010, small caps returned, I think, 10 or 12 or 15%, just a crazy amount. The same thing could happen in the second quarter. Or the reverse could happen. The same trend could continue or, of course, The whole stock market could go down. Who knows? The key is just staying disciplined. And hopefully we all have an investment policy statement that we can go back to and say, this is the approach that's best for my needs, that are best for my situation, my risk tolerance, my risk capacity, the goals that I have, everything that I'm trying to accomplish as a family steward. All right, what about international? Did we see any premiums there? Well, market-wide, we saw international up 6.81%. That's the, that's the large cap stocks. 
value was about a percent lower than that, 5.67. Small cap was actually better than large cap internationally, 7.61%. And then growth, though, still topped it at 8%. But look here, international developed. Here's the here's the asset class, though, or the countries that have, in the last 10 years or so, performed relatively poorly compared to the U.S. stock market. Which So what we've seen is a lot of people take their money out of international and put it in the U.S. since they're trying to chase that hot dot. So developed markets outperform the U.S. market. And a big reason for that, though, is because of the currency exchange. When I look at how these returns did in local currency, not quite as good, but when we invest, or at least a lot of us in the U.S., we're still investing in U.S. dollar currency. So we need to convert back to the dollar. We're getting the benefit of diversification of different currencies and that really helped us out in the international market and now when we turn to emerging same thing currency diversification is really helping out again increasing our returns by almost four percent so when i give these numbers this is after we get the benefit of currency diversification so emerging markets make up 11 percent of the overall world stock markets So we don't pour a ton of money into emerging markets, but we want to make sure we have this diversifier as well. And it would have served us well this particular quarter since emerging markets returned 11.44% this quarter. Small actually did a little bit better, 13%, but once again, growth did better than value. The value effect was negative among large cap stocks and emerging markets. But when I look at small value, it was actually positive. So the value effect was fine for the small cap value, just not the large cap value. What about country performance though? This is always important to look at because So us living in the U.S., we tend to like and want U.S. stocks, and we don't spend a lot of time investing outside of the U.S. And incidentally, the same is true. If you lived in Spain, your portfolio most likely is tilted towards Spain stocks. Same as whatever country. We have a country bias wherever we're from because we feel as though we must know these companies more, we tend to tilt our portfolio that way. And it's okay to have a tilt that way, but we still want to make sure that our portfolio is representing all developed countries. So how did they perform? Well, the best performing country this quarter was Spain, 14.0%, followed by Singapore, 13.2%, and then Hong Kong, 12.45%. The lowest performer, Norway, 0.34%, and then Canada, 2.77%. There were a lot of countries that performed better than the U.S. What about emerging markets? Well, let's look at some of these countries. Best performer, India, First quarter 2017, 18.85%. Poland right behind, 18.46%. And then Chile, 16.02%. Bottom performers were all negative. Hungary, Greece, and Russia, which was the lowest negative, 4.32% for the quarter. 
So what does this tell us? It tells us that the one big drawback from diversification, there is a drawback. And we hear about all the positive things about diversification, but there is a drawback. And that biggest drawback is if you're heavily concentrated in one country and that country does the best, well, your performance is going to be great. However, we need to look at our overall plan and our roller coaster ride towards financial freedom. Do you want a smoother ride or do you want a bumpy ride? And most people with a bumpy ride, they end up getting out of the market or out of the country in some periods of time because they just can't handle it. And now they're not even there. They're not even sticking around when the big returns actually do come through. And real quick here, because I know this is just a, like a numbers podcast and it's got to get old to you. When I look at real estate, though, global real estate, not bad, 3.62%. U.S. real estate actually down negative 27%. Commodities, top three, aluminum, 15%, silver, 13%, gold, 8%, and the bottom three, unleaded gas, sugar, and natural gas, all down, natural grass down 17%. And there you have it, folks. Those are your numbers for first quarter 2017. So the question is, though, what do you do with these numbers? Well, some people just want a quarterly review on how the markets actually perform you know because we watch the news every day and we see all oh, the stock markets reached all-time highs or stock markets on a losing streak and we start to think in our head and develop opinions and think about well i wonder how my portfolio is doing or should i make a decision on getting in or getting out of the market for some of us it's not healthy for us to look at our portfolios or even the stock market every day or every week or every quarter or every year but i think looking at it at a from a quarterly standpoint is certainly reasonable we don't want to get caught up in everything but at the same time we want to know what's happening but the biggest thing i want you to to take from this though is make sure that you know when you're if, if you're listening from the U.S. and you're looking at the, the S&P or the Dow Jones index, you see, I mean, those are the most popular indexes that that might not necessarily be your portfolio. So if the Dow takes a big dive or goes way up, that doesn't mean that's the way your portfolio is. And quite honestly, let's hope that it's not because if, if it is, it means that you're not diversified at all. And that could be a big problem down the road, especially for your risk level. So I hoped it helped. Maybe you already knew all these numbers. Maybe this is your source and your place to go for a quarterly update. And if it is, I greatly appreciate you tuning in to episode number 75 of Best in Wealth. If you want more information, please go to bestinwealth.com. There you will find all of the episodes, all 75 of them. You can pick and choose which topics you like best or go to your favorite uh, podcast app and listen that way through iTunes or, or one of the other ones. My time is up. Have an awesome week. I'll see you on the flip side. Bye-bye.
The Best in Wealth podcast is hosted by Scott Wellens. Scott Wellens is the principal at Fortress Planning Group. Fortress Planning Group is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities Act of Wisconsin in accordance and compliance with securities laws and regulations. Fortress Planning Group does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through the Best in Wealth podcast. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial tax investment or legal advice.